Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Coffee and Chaturangas. If you are just now joining us and not really sure what this is all about, we've got a lot of episodes on the website at barefootstudio.com to kind of show you the journey that I have been through, that I am going through, and it's yoga infused, but it's really about just life. It's real talk, it's things that go on. And one of the guest speakers that we have is Elizabeth Finch. And even though she is a health coach, um, I feel like she is so, so much more than that. I really do. Um, I met her a few years ago when I was taking bar classes and I realized she was a health coach and she did introduce me to a few things that helped me with my cravings. And usually when you think of health coach, you think of food and that's really where you kind of stop and think about it. And one of the reasons why I brought Elizabeth here today is because her health journey, her mental health journey, totally took a different turn than I think than what she was expecting and she is here to open up about it, share it with you. It's one of the most amazing stories and I think once you hear it, um, you you will feel something and so I'm glad she's here and thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, um, of course, I, I've always been interested in nutrition. I can't even remember when I wasn't interested in, nutri in nutrition, even in college, you know, mm -hmm. my friends would be going to, you know, whatever, <laughs> have cocktails in the middle of the day, and I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go for a run, I'll meet you guys in a little bit, you know, I was, I was active, I was kind of always critiquing the food that they served where I was staying in college, and so I can remember always being really interested in nutrition, and that journey kind of evolved for me after I became a mother. Um, I stayed at home when my girls were little, tried a few unconventional ways of losing weight, you know, after I had babies and kind of still was coming into my journey with that. And um, back in 2012, I became a certified health coach and that's when I really began to focus on the nutrition and helping people. Um, I'm also a group fitness instructor and so I'd see people exercising, working out, not losing weight and just not being able to pinpoint why. So that was great to be able to add the, you know, the nutrition side of things to, to that for other people and for mm -hmm. myself as well. So um, about a year ago, I guess, is probably when I really started to deepen my spiritual practice. I've, I've been coming as a yoga student um, for years, kind of off and on, and I think that that's probably around the time that I've really started taking regular yoga classes and then also meditating. I'd started med meditating pretty frequently. I was trying for most days, um, you know, at least 10 minutes a day. And um, I also did an online course um, that kind of really started to deepen my spiritual practice. And so I was meditating daily. And um, it's funny because I had felt for a while that, you know, I was talking to people about nutrition and, and exercise and living a healthier lifestyle in those regards. Mm -hmm. And then I was the girl on the weekend, you know, opening the bottle of champagne or like, um, you know, the first one to have drinks or, you know, if, if I had friends over or something, and which is okay. But I found myself kind of drinking too much. And I, I don't know if it has something to do with the way my body processes alcohol, but I, you know, or if I, I mean, I was probably having too much in most cases. And I would wake up some mornings and be like, well, you know, what, what time did so-and-so leave last night? Or, you know, kind mm -hmm. of little. And so I was starting to slowly come into the realization that that, was not really how I wanted things to go. It wasn't really who I wanted to be. I also felt really out of alignment as a health coach just because I was talking about the nutrition with people and then, you know, that wasn't really lining up 
with the alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I tried different things, you know, I would try things like maybe, okay, I'm not going to drink during the week. And then on the weekends, I'm going to have drinks on Friday and Saturday night, and then that's it. And I won't drink again during the week. And, or, you know, like if I was going to an event, okay, I'm only going to have two glasses of wine. I'm going to have one glass of wine and then a big glass of water and then another glass of wine and I'm going to stop. And no matter what kind of rules I set for myself, mm -hmm. they never really stuck. And I would wake up the next morning and kind of feel the same way. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe I said that to so-and-so. I was supposed to keep that private. And, um, oh, I said too much about this. Or, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, did so-and-so see me stumble in my heels? Or, you know, just really feeling out of alignment. And so this time last year, a little bit earlier than this time last year, when I was really starting, you know, to, to come deeper into my spiritual practice, I just, it hit me like a ton of bricks one day during a meditation that I needed to stop drinking alcohol. It was like, no one was in the room with me. I was by myself, but I heard it and felt it so strongly and I knew. Mm -hmm. And I even kind of knew that that would be my story. I knew, okay, this is going to help people, but I ignored it until like nine months later. I just, and I think that that even made me drink more because I was like hiding from the truth. Right. You know? Um, That's the scary part. Yeah. I mean, I knew it. The minute I would pick up a glass of wine, it would be in my mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, are you really going to be able to stick to your rules? How are you going to feel in the morning? You know? And um, so anyways, I, put, I, I completely ran from it, you know, continued down my meditation with, you know, with my, with my spiritual journey that I was on and my healthy lifestyle in other regards. And, um, I guess it was about the end of June this year. I woke up one Sunday morning. We were at the lake, which is where we spend every weekend. And I had had too much to drink the day before out on the water. And I just woke up and I was like, okay, that's it. And I guess like the best word that I can think of is I just decided to just surrender to whatever it was mm -hmm. that was calling me my higher self, my higher power, my inner being, whatever was calling me, you know, to stop. Mm -hmm. I just knew I was, I knew it was time. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, and this is, this has been about four and a half months or about four, four and a half months ago. And so it's still pretty new, but it feels better now than, I mean, I feel so much more in alignment with who I am. Complete change. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you share with someone or say to someone if they are listening and they are stuck where you were stuck? And part of being stuck is also about, do I need a support system? How much do I need to do on my own? Because the internal work is the hardest part. Yeah. And, um, you know, not knowing where to turn because there's so many different variations. You know, you did... You did this on your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though you have done different spiritual programs, you followed programs to help you with your meditation, this is something you did on your own. In other cases, some people need some type of support, but what would you suggest for people that are in this position when you were stuck? You yeah. knew something needed to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was very much stuck and it was, it was a fear, you know, it was a fear-based thing because I was thinking, oh my gosh, my life is gonna change. As I know it, you know, so much of our social life was centered around drinking and, and there, you know, alcohol everywhere. And, you know, will I still be fun? Will I, will I fit in? Will my friends change? Will my life change? You know, and for me, I think that it's different for everyone. I, I'm, I know that it is, but for me anyways, um, you know, I had this, my husband was very supportive. I think in the beginning when I told him, I woke that morning when he woke up, that, you know, I'd already decided that I was going to quit drinking and I'd been, 
I've been researching and I found some resources online that helped me, but I shared it with him. And I think that he was kind of, at first he, did, he was, he didn't maybe really believe me. He was supportive if that's what I wanted to do, but I think he was kind of like, oh, I've heard you say this before. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that for me, having already sort of started that spiritual journey and I was already connecting with what I want, what I, and I think that that is so much of it for people because, you know, when it would get hard, when I would go to social events or go out when I was still feeling kind of weak, you know, just keeping in mind how I want to feel every day and how I want to feel about myself and what my truth is. And mm -hmm. so I turned inward, inward a lot in the beginning. I did a ton of meditation. I did a ton of journaling every day. I kind of did it all together, you know, journaling, meditation, a lot of prayer, um, getting my thoughts down on paper and really, you know, writing how it was that I wanted to feel, how, how it is that I want to feel every day, what my truth is, and really connecting, um, you know, with the guidance that I had inside. And we mm -hmm. all have access to that guidance. It's just yes. tapping into it and then listening. And um, one of my mentors says that when we pray, you know, we're, we're, we're telling the universe what, what it is that we want and what we need. And then when we're meditating, that's more receiving that guidance. So, you know, if we have that quiet time that we're listening for, you know, the, the guidance, the, um, I don't know that there's really steps, but just, you know, just what's in front of you to mm -hmm. handle it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I do think that support would have been helpful. I did find a little bit of an online community, okay. um, and that was helpful. I found a girl's blog post. She's actually in Australia, um, so I didn't have her close by, but I found a girl's blog post that had some resources that helped me. And then she wrote a book shortly after, um, my journey began. And so I read that book and read another book that she recommended, but definitely the, the prayer and the, and the meditation and the journaling, um, you know, and just knowing that it's okay to be a little bit gentle with yourself when you're doing those kinds of things. So, you know, I didn't want, I never, never wanted to come from that place of, I can't have fun like I used to if I don't have alcohol, because that, that kind of bothered me too, you know, thinking about that doesn't define me. That doesn't make me who I am. That doesn't mm -hmm. make me the fun girl. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make me the smart girl, the witty girl, the, you know, life of the party. That's not, that doesn't have that power over us. Mm -hmm. And so I never liked the way that felt anyways, thinking, oh, I can't be fine. I can't, I want to enjoy myself if I go to events. So I wanted to keep going to events. In the beginning, I was a little unsure of how to field people's questions. I wasn't really, um, I guess, that trusting of myself early on. And so kind of faked it until I was making it, you know what I mean? So I would um, have a little cup that no one could see. It was, you know, it was one of those little um, stainless steel cups. And I would have like sparkling water and lemons and limes or maybe a kombucha or um, an organic ginger ale or something like that mm -hmm. that I could put in there. And everybody thought it was a cocktail. So no one was asking me questions in the beginning. Um, it was a little uncomfortable in the beginning when people would ask me and people want to know. And I was defensive, I think, in the beginning, and I think it was because I, I wasn't sure yet. I wasn't, I didn't trust myself. I didn't know if I could even make this last. Like, right. am I going to make it a week? Am I going to make it two weeks? Am I going to just cave in like I have in the past every other time? And so I was defensive. I was quite defensive in the beginning. And then as I began to kind of figure out how it felt to say the words that I wanted to say that was my truth, just basically alcohol makes me feel out of alignment with who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And I think that so much of the work, you know, for people like me anyways, is just to know who you are and what it is that you want and be really clear on that.
And like I said, it's different for everyone. Some people do need treatment, and, and I'm not saying that this is the way for everybody. But, um, you know, that's what worked for me, right. just to, to really have that clarity. And then to just, when we were just talking about this, to go with the easiness of it. Because for me, when I would wake up the next morning and I felt bad physically and I didn't want to, you know, I have, I have big things I want to do. I have a lot I want to do. And, you know, even on the weekends, I would have things that I wanted to accomplish, whether that was get up early and go to the farmer's market or, you know, take my kids for breakfast or go to a class and, and move my body. You know, if I didn't feel physically like doing it and I didn't feel like doing all the things that I needed to do to, you know, put the good stuff out in the world that I want to put mm -hmm. out, then I was wasting time. And mm -hmm. so... You know, pushing against that felt even more out of alignment. And so I, I really believe now, this is kind of an unofficial uh, motto, that nothing that we want is upstream. So if it feels upstream and it feels hard, you know, there's a way to just go with the, the stream. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's been, that's been this way. It's easier for me this way. And not feeling aligned with what your profession is, you know, that's... That, I think, is what resonated with me the most when you talked about this because, um, you know, I can be in class and I can start teaching people how to be there for themselves, to try, you know, disconnect from this and that. I'm teaching people to do it, and I'm not doing it myself. And part of why I wanted to even bring this to people is, you know, the vulnerability that we have given ourselves available, you know, a permission to feel. Mm -hmm. um, that's... That part sucks, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's not like these are the steps that you have to go through for, you know, they're all going to be the same for everybody. They're going to be so different. But if we don't take them, we don't know what's on the other side. Yeah. It's super scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so scary. I, I can remember, you know, when I was telling you a year ago when I felt that so clearly in my heart that I, I, I needed to stop alcohol, I started crying. I mean, I just started crying. I was like, how? How? How do I even do that? You know, the relief you were feeling at that moment, you just didn't well, know it was relief. Yeah, probably from acknowledging, like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is what's been there. This is what's, you know, when you feel like something's right in front of your face and you can't see it and you can't touch it, but you know it's, uh -huh. it's there and, and to put a name to something. Yeah. I think when we call out our fears, it's really empowering, you know? Yes. It's, they're not so scary anymore. They, they lose that. Mm -hmm. But it is. It's about, you know, acknowledging that settling into it a little bit, how it feels, how it would feel to do things differently, and then being willing to try, you know? Mm -hmm. The easier path for me would have been, I think, I mean, it, I think sort of in a false way, it would have been to just keep drinking rather than to face the fear. But now that I've, you know, not been drinking for, for four months now, um, I see that this is the easier way. But people, I mean, we're afraid of change. It's, it's so scary. It really is. Um, you know, we're not, we're afraid to just let go of what our natural habitat is mm -hmm. to shake things up just does not sound good at all, you yeah. know, and a lot of times we don't do things like that because we think of other people first. Yes. Um, one, yes. we think of what the reaction is going to be, or we think of just how is their life going to change because of this? And we're still not turning inward. Um, and you know, when you start to turn inward and you really start to change and you feel better, there's also that side of it that 
others don't know how to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their cage has been rattled and it really has nothing to do with them. It's all you. Um, you know, I've learned a lot. The, the more honest I am about some things um, in the most tactful way, just presenting honesty, people don't like that because mm-hmm. there's something boiling in them, just like this has been boiling in us. Sorry, I just rubbed my mic. Um, but yeah, it's been boiling in us. Yeah. And you're at this point and someone else is not at that point, but it's almost like you project your crap on somebody else. And that's hard to go through on both sides. Yeah. And you have to, you gotta let go sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've had to let friends go. Um, I didn't tell them to their face. It kind of happens organically yeah. that you just, you need to step away from people sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And you're exactly right. It's funny because I've told a few people that I've gotten a lot more feedback, not not great feedback, um, from people who who don't understand me not drinking at all than I ever got from people who I was around when I'd had too much to drink. You know, I never really got any bad feedback about that. Like, Elizabeth, I think you had too much last night. I never got that, but I've gotten a lot of, why in the world are you doing this? What is it? You know, um, and I think it's a lot of it is just people don't understand because it is so much the norm of what I think it's, you know, our society. But um, I think that you're right too in that, you know, when other people do project their their things onto us, a lot of times people in our lives, they're, it's a, they're a mirror for us. And mm-hmm. so they're mirroring back to us, you know, unbeknownst to us and unbeknownst to them even, but they're mirroring back to us things that we either, you know, love about ourselves if we see it in them or that we don't like about ourselves if we see it in them. Mm-hmm. And, Um, you're exactly right. Everybody's on their own journey in different places. And so sometimes when you do have to just have space for the time being for you and for that person, it doesn't mean that they can't come back around. You know, maybe if, if we both get to our point in the journey, in our journeys where we come back around, but yeah, I mean, there've definitely, um, there've been some friendships that have changed. I mean, it hasn't been anything mm-hmm. majorly dramatic, but just kind of falling away like you. Yeah, I mean, you know. it evolves just as if, you know, you have evolved, something else has evolved, the yoga practice has evolved. I mean, yeah. everything, it's, it's okay to change. Yeah. It's okay to find and listen to who you are. Absolutely, and I'm, I love, learning. Um, I'm really open to growth as hard as it is sometimes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly reading and trying to better myself and just, you know, the things that I know and being open to new ideas and things like that. And, um, so now that I'm kind of through the, the hardest part of it, which I would say was probably the first couple of weeks when I was just kind of trying to feel it out and Mm -hmm. didn't really have anybody that I could, you know, sit down with and, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to you about it that would understand what I was going through. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it's been me evolving and just becoming who I am and it feels really good now. And, um, I feel more in alignment when I do share with other people. I didn't even know how to explain it at the beginning, you know, um, why I wanted to quit just that I felt out of alignment with who I am. It's, you know, I mean, that's, and you were still figuring out <clears throat> what it really meant yeah. to you too. You yeah. knew, but not fully yeah. the purpose. Yeah. Exactly. And I see, you know, it's so funny because since I've kind of started talking about it more, like on social media, 
I've had more women reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, I feel like this is how I want, what I want to do too, and I just don't know how. Mm-hmm. And it's just so big, I think, anything like this. I mean, it's a life change, and anything that that's this big like this, it's scary, and it's overwhelming for people, and they just don't even know where to get started. And they, you know, we don't trust ourselves in the beginning, I think, to make a change like this. Um, so I think that um, having someone, and I'm always, I would love to support anybody who needs support with, if you just want to chat about it, and um, you know, I think it's always good to be reconnected to why you started and why, why, you know, go back to that feeling mm-hmm. of why. Um, for me, I actually had a physical bruise on my body from where I'd fallen on our boat the day before I decided to quit drinking, and so seeing that bruise on my leg mm-hmm. for like three weeks, two weeks. It was such a great reminder, and I thanked I thanked God for it every day. I was like, "Thank you for for putting that there, mm-hmm. so I can see and remind myself that this is not what I want. It's not. I don't I don't want to. That's not how. I, that's not who I am, and that's not how I want to feel every day. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, not everybody has that, but you can always tap into, you know, how you want to feel and and those you know kind of your core desired feelings of knowing who you want to be every day, how you want to show up in the world for yourself, you know, and Mm -hmm. then of course that has a powerful impact on other people. And, you know, Elizabeth would not be sharing this if she didn't feel comfortable sharing it. Um, So this isn't the first time that you started to talk about it. You know, it's like a gradual evolving and just knowing that more people exist that they feel similarly maybe to someone that's watching, that's huge. Yeah. So I thank you for opening up even way before this. That mean that that takes a lot of courage. It takes more courage to even say I'm ready to do something, but still just continuing with that courage. I mean you've you've already impacted so many lives. So thank many. Thank you. Um, so I appreciate you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you listening. It's. I think it's. It feels good to share your story, mm-hmm. and um, it kind of helps. You know, every time I share it, it helps me to put words with it, and then the feelings with it, and that just makes it. You know, that much more. I think powerful for when I share it with the next person. I agree. Well, I have one last question. Okay. So you don't drink coffee. What do you drink? Well, it's funny because I actually just stopped drinking coffee again. I'd gotten back on it somehow. And that's another thing. It's just, it's, um, I keep touching my mic. Um, I think I'm a little, I think I'm a little sensitive both ways. I can't go too high and I, I don't need to go too low. Um, so I drink green tea. This is actually decaf green tea. Um, but I do have probably like, I'll have a couple cups of green tea a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit more of a mellow. I was talking about this yesterday on, on Channel 7. It's a little bit more of a mellow um, energy for me mm-hmm. than coffee. Coffee like takes me way up. And I drink a ton of water, a ton of water. You guys drink water. I'm tell- it makes such a difference. It does. Such a difference. And you do have a pretty good um, tea collection. I love tea. I drink a lot of herbal teas. Um, I'm always picking up something different. I love rooibos. It's one of my favorites right now. It's a red herbal tea, and it supports the adrenal glands. So that's a good one for all of us. Too. Riley's on a peppermint tea oh, kick. Oh, I love Every it. night. It's good for your tummy, too. Uh-huh. Helps with digestion. That's cute. <laughs> I like that. Riley and I need to have tea together. So. We'll do that. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. Let me you. cheers because yes. you are one badass lady. Oh, thank Thanks. you. You're, You're welcome. Too. I think the same of you. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. <laughs>